If you're looking for a clean, sober, professional, academic, well-researched, historically accurate, generally accurate, serious podcast on Southern folklore, ghosts, bizarre events, and unique people, this podcast is not for you. However, if you've decided you can live with that, then join us for The Strange South. Solving a murder. Solving a mystery. Solving the mystery. <laughs> you look weird. <laughs> oh, you look say like, hi. You look like an Egyptian. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hi, Courtney. Hi, Patrice. Hi, Marleya. It's because you got I like, look weird. Thank you for starting the show with that. <laughs> but you both just did say that you had to put your glasses on because you can't see. So are you sure that I look weird or is it just because you can't see well? No, I, can see, I can see you over there. <laughs> just can't just see this kidding. right here. <laughs> I have on a hoodie and I have my... A uh, headset over my hoodie, so apparently that makes me look weird. It oh, makes you're you talking look like, like a pharaoh. Yeah. You've got like a, a little like a, it makes it like I got a, a hairline over your hair, and then like <laughs> little stripey things falling off the side, like a pharaoh. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll take. A I'm picture. good at describing my things hoodie for people who can't has, see them. Uh, black and white stripes in it, so the way that it's turned out, it does look like I am like you could see on an Egyptian tomb with yeah, the headdress yeah. and the two. Pieces mm-hmm. that I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly the thing. <laughs> so Funny. I'm going to take another sip of this delicious drink. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, could you tell us what you made for us today? Oh, uh, wow. Well, I just tried to get rid of things that were going bad <laughs> in my house. So, here you go. <laughs> no, I had um, strawberries from last week, went to public. They're like three, whatever pints for ten dollars yeah. and i was like yes no oh, nice we need all these strawberries but here we are a week later and i still had a pint <laughs> left and i was like they're turning dark red so what should i do and i know y'all like tequila yes. and even though i made a tequila drink last week i was like what is the best thing what's some i don't think i've ever made this no mm-hmm. i don't think you have I made like a strawberry martini which mm-hmm. was one of my friend deb's favorite ones mm-hmm. she started making but anyway it's a strawberry margarita homemade Fresh strawberries with some local honey for sweetener and lime juice and Cointreau in 1800 silver mm-hmm. with a lovely salt reel. I think sugar might have been better, though. Mm. I don't know. I could almost like I think have sugar a, might have been better. A little bit of heat to this as well, I think mm-hmm. would be nice. Well, I'm glad you said that because I forgot that some of the honey I put in. So it's local honey. Uh, what did I say? Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah. Hendrix honey from Blunt County, Alabama, that we purchased at Homestead Hollow is where I got this when we went to Homestead Hollow in oh, the okay. fall. I remember we went to the yeah. honey place. Okay. So one of these is uh, Reaper honey. So it is made with Carolina Reaper and you can tell it's darker. Um, Reaper is a pepper. Yes. Carolina Reaper peppers, but it's not that spicy. You it can't is. really taste it. Yeah, you really can't. And I only put half because I didn't want it. I, so you don't it, overpower. Yeah, it. yeah, but I think I could have put it all. And I did think about the spice too. Yeah, and that's why I did that. But I mean, it's, it's delicious. Really but like, I'm like, ooh, this would be like good too with a little bit of kick in it. 
Yeah, well, it's got a different kind of cake. It's it's stout with tequila, and I've drunk it my. Is, like, I feel like, like I'm just taking this in big gulps. It's so. a cup of tequila between three of us. So yeah. there you go. That's our one drink tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm making short work of it. I think. I know. Because <laughs> it's so good. It's it's one of those dangerous drinks. I think y'all like it better than I do, but I'm very so glad you like it. Yeah, I really like it. It's very good. So cheers. 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 Actually, I like the salt rim better. Sugar rims are good, but they always get so sticky that I get kind of obsessed with the stickiness instead of like enjoying the drink. Yeah. What if we mix the mixture? Maybe. Oh. A sugar salt. That would be. Sauger. I would just lick that. I got that from Parks and Rec. I've been binging Parks and Rec, and I will say Leslie Nope said that. And she was. Sauger. Like, she had been put on leave suspension or whatever and she couldn't she was trying to think of things to do and she was like a new invention is sugar and salt makes together <laughs> sold yeah <laughs> i love salty sugar we went to mm. birmingham yesterday and on our way back home the only thing coco wanted to do for herself was go to bucky's <laughs> so we stopped at bucky's bucky's and mm-hmm. let coco she was like all my friends have bucky's merch and i was like but what do you mean by bucky's merch like what exactly because you know, if we've t- surely we've talked about it on the show before, but anyways, Bucky is like this huge, like monstrosity of a of a, a convenience store, oh, oh, gas station, I heard, department I heard store. Yes, talk about it. It's like if Cracker Barrel and a gas station had a baby or something, <laughs> or like a pilot store. Or yeah, something. a pilot. Like, yeah, it's like Barrel. a truck stop. Bigger than a truck stop. Yeah, it is definitely bigger than like, a long shot bigger. Yeah, with like their it's, own cooks like, and deli and everything like that. And, and stations mm-hmm. uh, like fudge station, sandwich station, but they have station. and they have all this merch at the front. That's like just it's basically like Cracker Barrel it is, merch. It it's is like Cracker Barrel. We are going for a certain like mm-hmm. style and demographic here. Yeah, but a lot of their merch is also like Bucky's specific. So it's the Bucky's Beaver. Beaver, and it's Easter time, so it's the Bucky's beaver actually as a rabbit, which is just confusing. Confusing. Oh, the Bucky's beaver as a rabbit for yeah, Easter. For guy. Easter, but there's so there's all kinds of like t-shirts and kids stuff. So Coco chooses a a Bucky's t-shirt that's like super big for her, but she's just like, I finally got Bucky's merch. You were so weird, but we had to buy beaver. Nuggets. I've seen people with it. Like I've oh, yeah. seen people with these t-shirts. Oh yeah, a lot. no kidding. Like, like it's a a, cool thing she to really do. says and like they have all of her stickers. friends have them. Yeah. yeah. And Jason just happened to have extra stickers. He had just gone there and bought a bunch of stickers to put on his car and Why? sent one home for Coco. You so, need a Strange South sticker and merch, y'all. We, and yes. If you are we looking don't have for a that, car sticker yet. Let's we, get one. We have been talking about that. So that's gonna happen soon. But if you go to our website and go to store it is shop.thestrangesouth.com and that should get you to our um shopify store and we there's have, a lot of stuff there's on there. a lot of stuff there's shoes there's t-shirts there's yoga pants i think i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff oh there's like a so on patches. Oh yes. Yes. That's right. Oh, I didn't know there there's, were Yeah, there's really cool patches. stuff on there. There's, there's really a cool lot. stuff. So, Along with our just like time treasured, you know, we've always had T-shirts and mugs and stuff. Right. And that's all still up there. Absolutely. So do that mm-hmm. and always check on our socials because we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways. Right now we got a giveaway for a tank top, for mm-hmm. the Cicada tank top. That's going pretty well. I think that like ends, it'll be, it'll end by the time this comes out. But 
like always check with us because we like doing that and we like, um, you know, giving away stuff and spreading the word about strange south. I feel like, I feel like a like spread the spread word. Spread the word about the strange, strange south. south. <laughs> <laughs> Your strange apparel. And don't forget that we do have a live show coming up on April 18th. 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 Tuesday. On Tuesday, April 18th. Tax day. At, uh, mm-hmm. It used to be 14th. Did they change it 15th. this year? Oh, it's the 15th. It used so to be the never 15th, right. but now it's the 18th this year. Oh, good. Well, do your taxes and then come see us. Yes. The 15th is on a Saturday, and I can't remember why they chose to not have it on Monday. Is it like Good Friday or Easter Monday or something? I I don't know. Someone, Becky told us that. Anyway, there's a reason. Well, anyway, so our show is on the 18th. and we are a uh, lot more fun than taxes way more fun though that's a that's a low bar (laughs) but new shirt we uh we're more fun than taxes um we have uh tickets are free you can go on eventbrite and um just let us know that you're coming which is handy yeah but um or you can just you know come and hang out at the stone center for the performing arts on the campus of jacksonville state university in jacksonville alabama correct it is a no children event so please like have a girls night out have a date night come by yourself Mm -hmm. um but just leave the kiddos at home because Mm -hmm. 17 and up yeah we don't know what we're going to be talking about and a lot of times you know a lot of times it's okay but a lot of times you know we can go there <laughs> there. We go there. She like, means all the way. Yeah, all, all the way. way. We go all the way. <laughs> There's another t shirt. More fun than taxes because we go all the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that's I like all the. It. I like it. I think that's all the pre show I have. Patrice, do you have yeah, another pre show? Nope, that's it. Okay. Well, when we come back, I will tell the story. Yay. Do you want more Strange South every week? We can help. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join our Facebook fan group, Fans of the Strange South Podcast, to keep the chat going with our whole creepy community. Do you have a story idea for us or a story of your own to share? Email us at stories at thestrangesouth.com. Plus, if you join our Patreon, you not only help support the podcast, you get an exclusive bonus episode for every show and a discount on merch. You can find links to all of these things on our website, thestrangesouth.com, along with photos, links, and show notes from every episode, Strange South t-shirts, mugs, and other goodies. See you there. This best drunk I'm going to do I is am, tequila. Yeah, I've gone root super fast. I'm like, I'm going to be talking, so I better drink now. I better be talky-talky. <laughs> so it's a good time to do, you know, drinky, words. Drinky-talky-talky. Especially these words. They're... <laughs> Let's all say a small prayer to Dolly. They're already cursed. Dolly. All right, this one's good. This one's gonna work. I have faith in Dolly. God, it's a little different. So maybe I have, oh, maybe I have changed I it enough. What we were doing. Maybe I've changed the framework enough to make it uh, just to bypass whatever bad juju. This is the cursed episode. Ah! This is the cursed episode. So this is like the I think fourth if time that we've tried to do this. Third, 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 time. third okay. time. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. I'm thinking if something happens to where like there's weird noises in the middle we just keep going like like 
in Poltergeist, you just you just hold hands and you just keep going. You know, you just the problem keep going. is like every right, time go people, the light, Caroline. We're not going to see it till later. Or hear the ghost till later. Yeah. So yeah, just everybody be listening. Let us know. All right. <laughs> the Jimson weed ghost. Weed ghosts. It's actually it's actually kind of shifted a little bit. So oh, okay. I'm just going to start. So I grew up in Virginia, which I've said before. I lived in Newport News when I was little. And um, it's not. So my dad was at Langley Air Force Base and mom went to Christopher Newport University for her master's degree. So Newport News is like southeast of Richmond, which is south of like Washington, D.C. and all those northern Virginia areas like Richmond is more southern. And um. So Newport News is southeast of that, kind of straight north from what they call the Great Dismal Swamp. It's right on the Chesapeake Bay, is between the York and James Rivers. So it's like a little peninsula that comes down in between rivers into the bay. And um, so if you want to go to like Virginia Beach or Norfolk, you just hop a little bridge across 64 and go down from Newport News into Virginia Beach and Norfolk. So that area is really historical and they call it the historical triangle because just up from up just up the peninsula from Newport News there's Yorktown the port Williamsburg and Jamestown and Williamsburg gets all the attention cuz there's a bush gardens there like colonial Williamsburg is like the mm. most touristy of all of them because it's got it's like showier <laughs> and i i grew up thinking that like colonial williamsburg was actually like somehow attached to bush gardens <laughs> so i was like it was just one big so like intertwined thing school field trips like all of these things they would have been i think i did one like kinder but i was only there i was there preschool and kindergarten and moved to montgomery for first grade okay so we didn't take that many field trips but i know my parents took me to bush gardens at least once or twice and then um, I think we did do a school field trip to Jamestown once. And, um, you know, even when you're like four or five, it was still pretty cool because all of these colonial places, they're set up and it was like 20, 20, 30 minutes from my house. All of them were like 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. away. Bush Gardens was 20 minutes away. Oh, wow. So it was like and it was like that Bush Gardens is like a little Epcot where like every roller coaster, major roller coaster, like represents a different like area in the world. So there's like the German section and the alpine section and the french section it it used to be like old world bush gardens used to be what it was called but so like even as a kid though the historical sites were they were kind of cool because they're all done as like living museum sites right so there's people you know being blacksmiths yeah i mean it's all that reenactors everything has an e at the end the houses are all thatched over (laughs) they everybody has a ship you know because Uh it's a port area and that's part of the reason why all these historical sites are here so yorktown and, and jamestown both had ships and there's forts so At Jamestown, the big sell when I was a kid was the story of Pocahontas. I imagine it's it's the same now. Yeah. So, of course, they tell the real story instead of the popular story that was eventually Disneyfied, that she was the daughter of Chief Powhatan. But the the story about her saving John Smith from execution was probably made up by John Smith, who was kind of a dick. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Really. (laughs) And John Smith never fell like truly madly deeply in love with her. And in and I didn't actually know this until today, but in 1613, when she was 16 years old, she was actually captured and held hostage by the English colonists. 
and like for ransom from her father because there were wars between yeah. Powhatans Lovely. and the colonists the oh. entire time that colony was there. Kind of tracks. And they converted her and uh, baptized wow. her and changed her name to Rebecca. Oh no. And I did know that Rebecca, she she no. married John Rolfe, who was a Dude. tobacco farmer colonist who was also there and moved to England with him. But she was only 17 when she married him. So she goes through this like you know, hostage taking. Yeah. You know, I, I knew about the marriage and the Did moving. Didn't I didn't talk know about, about the hostage this? taking. I remember like her going overseas yeah. and like trying to fit in, fit in with yeah, society over her. there. I, I probably mentioned it in the, the cursed episode that we've already recorded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, yes, she went to England. She Three did times. not stay home and paint with all the colors of the wind. And she's just one. <laughs> she's just one of the Jamestown story elements. Right. I found this through another avenue. And so I decided to kind of shove some stuff together. And I'm going to tell one short creepy story about Jamestown and one short weird story about Jamestown that kind of devolves into a PSA. So this is like the Jamestown potpourri episode. Oh, love it. So there's like super abridged history here to start off with just so that some of it makes some more sense. So in 1606, the Virginia Company in London, which was basically just a group of investors who were working together to like pool risk and profit, they're given a North American land grant by King James to send. They called them adventurers. <laughs> it was very like markety. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're not sending colonists or settlers. We're sending adventurers mm-hmm. to inhabit and um, and plant and colonize the area that they were calling Virginia. So doing it this way with the Virginia Company means that the investors can spread all the risk out and they can reap profits from the deal. And the king doesn't have to spend a whole lot of money Mm. doing his colonizing shit. You know, he doesn't incur any of the costs. So the Virginia Company tells English people there's gold in Virginia. Oh, my God. And there's all this beautiful virgin soil that's just waiting to come alive with English crops. I thought you were business saying there's all. (laughs) Well, they probably said that, too. I don't know. And so people start signing up to go. And because this whole idea of the investors group thing, this situation appeals to a certain type of person. And it's a person who is willing to take a lot of risk Mm -hmm. and who wants to just go really far to get that profit out of it. And so the Encyclopedia of Virginia calls the people that joined the company a combustible and belligerent bunch by any standard. Oh, my God. And a lot of them. And it was all single men, single young men, pretty much at Mm -hmm. the beginning. And a lot of them are soldiers. They're all used to being the person in charge. Mm -hmm. They're used to being the leaders because that's kind of what the risk taker usually is going to be. You know, it's like they're used to being leaders getting their own way. They don't really work with other people. And um, they're used to people doing what they say. So in December 1606, 104 of this belligerent bunch of guys gets on three ships and heads to Virginia. And predictably, they start fighting before they even get where they're going. John Smith is almost hanged for insurrection while they're at sea. (laughs) Like they haven't even reached Virginia yet. Just imagine the testosterone in that. And it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. nightmare. So they don't land until April 1607. That's a shitty kind of like track i'm sure and immediately 20 and 30 men go ashore to like kind of scope out and they're immediately attacked by indians because they all live live? to get to the to get there apparently they don't say that there were any fatalities on the ship but then they get there and they start getting attacked immediately and that really is like 
it's it's really sets the stage for the kind of luck that they're going to have through the early years of this whole endeavor. So they've landed in the territory of Powhatan. He wasn't just an Algonquin chief. He was the chief. He was like, they call him the paramount chief. He had made alliances with 30 different tribal peoples that covered 150 towns in the region. So he was the king. Wow. And they just walked onto his doorstep without calling first. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't happy. So it was like a super bad start. So they go up the James River. They find a place to make a fort. They're feeling really good. But then summertime comes. And they meet the mosquitoes and people get sick and people get killed by the Powhatans and people starve. So at the end of 1607, there are only 38 people left out of the 104 that came. And this is basically the story of the first several years of the Jamestown settlement. Terrible, Mm -hmm. terrible things Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. New supplies and new settlers come to help and replenish. So they'll add like 400 people and then 350 will die. And then they'll come later and add 500 people and then 410 people will die. And it's just it goes on for like five or more years this way. And they don't have meteorologists to tell them this, but they arrived in year one of the worst drought in Virginia Mm -hmm. history. For eight for the past eight hundred years, there hasn't been a drought like this. Wow! So in winter nineteen oh nine, Powhatan is they've had skirmishes back and forth. They've tried to be, make nice. They've tried to do things together, but they couldn't. And he puts Jamestown under siege. So while they're already on the verge of starvation because of this drought, now they're completely shit out of luck because on top of everything, they're stuck where they are. And he's killed all their pigs, which they kept on an island not far away. So. This is where the creepy part sort of happens. And here's what's interesting. If you've done, I haven't done this story and you haven't either, but if you've done any research into the Roanoke colony, yes. Jamestown is like so close to being the Roanoke colony. It's insane oh, wow. because of this initial well, settling time. This is probably what happened then. I, they said, you know, one of the theories about Roanoke is that Powhatan killed everyone. Mm-hmm. One of them is that everyone starved. Mm-hmm. And there's another theory. Wait, so, let me go back to pigs on an island. They didn't keep <laughs> the pigs in the fort with them. And I'm not 100% sure why. I don't know if they were just trying to be like prissy about it and they didn't want like pig feces around, which mm-hmm. is fair. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't hey, want it either. It's unusual to have such sanitary practices. For real. Yeah. But I mean, hundreds. There was a long time where people believed that they were such like dandies in this settlement mm-hmm. that like they wouldn't even do their own work, which has proven to not be the case. Right. But like that may have been a theory at one point with this. They just didn't want it close to them, but they didn't have them within the confines of the fort. So, so before like- Powhatan set siege, he killed all of their pigs. And then sieged so they couldn't. I mean, they lost all of that. that flock, Did they like get in little robot boats and go out there and get them? No, I'm, uh, I, I said island, but uh, like it was, I feel okay, like they were, yeah, it was reachable. Okay, I'm just picturing it. It like, was reachable. They may have. Island. Who knows? I mean, what are you? A telescope. Why wouldn't out? you do it? Let's There's, check on the pigs real quick. Because and, that area is really conducive to that. I mean, there are little tiny islands mm-hmm, like all along this. So, I mean, it's not, that may yeah. be what they're referring to. Or I could have just used the wrong word. There's tequila. There's so, tequila. Um, I used the wrong wondering. word. There's tequila. Pigs on an island. <laughs> Pigs on an island. So the creepy part, and this may be reflective of what may or may not have happened about Roanoke, but people start breaking down really fast because they're already in dire straits and they're in a siege. So, you know, it's not long before people start trying to find things to eat that they normally wouldn't have eaten. So people slaughter uh-huh. horses. And then they slaughter dogs and they're slaughtering snakes and then they're catching rats. And then they're eating shoe leather 
And mm. there are reports from the time that say people were actually digging up corpses <gasps> to eat the corpses. Could they not go fishing? Um, there was a drought. They actually, the you seas know, didn't dry up. No, but they also couldn't leave their fort. Uh-uh. They were under siege. Oh, that's true. So they they're stuck. There was a story that had been passed around a couple different ways that said one man had well that said some people would like if someone got injured people would like be licking up the blood of the injured person they they said that there was one man who murdered his wife who was pregnant ripped the child out and threw it into the river which is doesn't make any sense because it seems like you would eat it and then and then chopped the mother into pieces and salted her into his food like that was one of the stories that they told but all the time archaeologists have never found any evidence that that there was any kind of cannibalism In Jamestown. They could tell on the bones. Yeah. Until 2012. Yeah. Right. So according to the Smithsonian and Wired magazine, there were uh, there was a Jamestown rediscovery project. They didn't actually find. So after Jamestown had stopped being, you know, the big thing that it eventually became, people had just assumed that the James River took the original settlement fort away, that it had gotten uh, covered in water. But in the 90s, they discovered the they discovered the archaeological remnants of the original fort exactly where it was supposed to have been. So they started um, uh, the rediscovery project in the 90s. And, you know, they're continuing. They're still doing excavation on the original Jamestown site now. So in the in 2012, the um, rediscovery archaeologists, they're headed by a scientist named William Kelso, found part of a skull and a tibia bone in a cellar room that was that was in mm. bones of butchered horses and dogs. So they took it to the Smithsonian. They did a dental analysis. It was a 14-year-old English girl. And that still blows my mind that they can tell mm-hmm. like what somebody's lineage would have been or ethnicity from this kind of study. DNA. I guess, yeah. But they named her Jane. They reconstructed her face. You can see her. You know, they've, they've oh, drawn wow. up kind of a blonde, young, just regular looking girl. And the team looked into these unusual markings in the bones and they found some brutal stuff. Mm. One of the scientists named Owsley says that the cut marks on the jaw, the face and the forehead are telltale signs of like the truth of those stories that people have been telling. He said that the the ones on the sides of the the face show that they were trying to remove the facial tissue and the brain for consumption. So the and that the person who did it didn't know how to butcher mm-hmm. things or people. Mm-hmm. Either that or was just so put off by the idea that wasn't treating a human like you would treat an animal in a butchering mm-hmm. situation. So he said there were like shallow cuts across the forehead and initial attempts to get the the skull open. There were like heavy blunt blows to the back of the head and then one to the side of the head to actually pry the top of the skull. Oh! And there were there were scrapes from a fine knife all over the side and base of the jawbone, which is someone scraping every possible remnant of flesh off of it's like the pork, bone. It's like pork cheeks or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like a delicacy, right? Jowls. Yeah. Jowls. And, you know, there are people <laughs> who have questioned some of this, but obviously one of these scientists was one of the physical anthropologists who worked on the remains from the Jeffrey Dahmer cases. Yeah. Oh, so wow. this is not on like he he sees what he sees. He knows. Right. And it was they showed pictures in one of the articles and it was creepy as fuck to see those scrapes once you know what they are. But there was no evidence that she was murdered. Right. She may have died of natural causes. Yeah. This is 
this seems to be clearly what happened to her. So there had been 240 people in Jamestown at the beginning of the siege. When it ended in May 1610, there were 60. And 400, would you say how many? There started 240 people and there were only 60 at the end. 240. And the thing that really got me about reading about this was that, so a ship comes to resupply them after the siege ends and finds these 60 emaciated people in this like pitiful fort Mm -hmm. and sees the state of the settlement and the captain is like shit y'all let's get out of here like it's time to abandon this get on board Mm -hmm. we're going back home oh he actually like i would have been like on the ship uh, keep going no he (laughs) he gets them on board and they head down the james river to leave and on their way out they run into an inbound ship from Virginia Company that has the new governor of Jamestown and a year's worth of supplies on board. And he's like, oh, we didn't give you permission to go anywhere. <gasps> and he fucking literally forces them to turn back around and rebuild the fort and like I... renovate everything. I was like, I Mutiny. can't even imagine how those 60 people felt like they were probably like, yay. Right. So I was awful. like, that's the worst part. Like, that's honestly the worst part. There are three quarters missing. Like, there's and, and that's like, just in the last. That's just the last part. That's shipment of people. You know, yeah. I mean, like I can't. So. So anyway, so that was the creepy, like nasty kind of side of Jamestown. The bizarre part is something that happens much later that you guys are intimately um. familiar with by this point. <laughs> so th- this part that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. I realized that why it's familiar to me. It Maybe you did talk about some of it, but the more you kept going and the extra details you added, I remember where, where I've heard this story. First, I thought it was drunk history, which I love to get my information from drunk history. Even though it doesn't come out anymore. Not was my, one of my favorite shows. But it was pretty accurate. It was accurate. It was awesome. If you have never watched it, highly recommend it. But it's from that. You know how I got obsessed with the ancestry, you know, going oh, to Scotland. Yeah. That show, Who Do You Think You Are? Mm-hmm. Where they take celebrities and have them trace their history and the ancestry, you know, um, People help them. Mm-hmm. There was one who traced back to that and her, their ancestor. I cannot remember who it was, was one of those people, those 60 oh, people. Oh, my God. That's oh, crazy. Wow. That whole story you just told about them finding them and they had been starving mm-hmm. and they were going to take them away. That whoever was working with them told them that story that you just said. <laughs> it's just so cruel. Yeah. It's like the cruelest part of the whole so, thing. <laughs> that was one of those episodes. Of oh, them, which I is got real. You. Yeah. Yeah. So the bizarre part is is this other part. So. After all of this stuff has happened, they continue to have wars with Powhatan's people through 1646. <laughs> Powhatan dies in 1618, but the the tribes and the alliances continue and they continue to war with the, the colonists. And there continue to be shipments of columnists and supplies. It's like two steps forward, three steps back, like, mm-hmm. you know, new leadership. But over the long working time, Jamestown eventually becomes a successful city. It, it was the capital of Virginia. And stayed that way until um, 1698. But one thing that it always had was dudes arguing over how things should be done. (laughs) Just like on the ship on the way over. That never got better. And in Jamestown in 1676, it was the same old story. Guy named Nathaniel Bacon leads rebellion against the Virginia governor, William Berkeley. Berkeley sends troops to Jamestown to squish Nathaniel Bacon. Some of the troops are scrounging for dinner one night. And they harvest some plants to boil up and eat. And there's a book that was published in 1705 by a historian <laughs> named 
Robert Beverly. I just, I just had to check and see she if just, this was still recording. She, For listeners, she popped up, looked at us, looked at the ground, and then sat back down. And I thought you were checking your notes to see if the author's name was Robert. She was making sure we were still recording yep. because of the car. Because right now, because we are still recording. So in 1705, historian Robert Beverly described what happened. Okay, this is all a quote to these soldiers who were who were scrounging for dinner some of them ate plentifully of it the plants that they found the effect of which was a very pleasant comedy for they turned natural fools upon it for several days one would blow up a feather in the air another would dart straws at it with much fury and another stark naked was sitting in a corner like a monkey <laughs> grinning and making grimaces at them a fourth would fondly kiss and paw his companions and sneer in their faces with a countenance more antic than any in a Dutch droll. In, in this frantic condition, they were confined, lest they should in their folly destroy themselves, though it was observed that all their actions were full of innocence and good nature. Indeed, they were not very cleanly, for they would have wallowed in their own excrements if they had not been prevented. And a thousand such simple tricks they played, and after 11 days returned to themselves again, not remembering anything that had happened. Uh, so what they ate became known as the Jamestown weed, which uh, dialect and time turned into the Jimson weed, which is um, scientific name, Deuterostromonium. And Datura is from the Hindi because in India it was used for the worship of Shiva. Stromonium is the Greek words for nightshade. Uh, so it's one of the most toxic and potentially lethal plants in the tropical U.S. And which, the hardest one to talk about on this podcast. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, it is a cursed it plant. Cursed. Definitely cursed. Cursed. Cursed thorn apple. So common names <laughs> for it vary, and they include the thorn apple, hell's bells, Devil's trumpet, devil's weed, stinkweed, loco weed, prickly burr, <laughs> devil's cucumber, and the evil seed. Um, I like hell's bells. Hell's bells. I was doing botanical bells, research Mabel. on something else recently and found one that was called the devil's testicles, which ah! I really wish had been this one. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> missed but opportunities. Missed opportunities. The flower looks a lot like a morning glory. It's like a trumpeted flower with five or six points. Mm. Um, and some people actually call it a moon flower, which is the same nickname that the night blooming morning glory has. But this one doesn't grow on a vine like a morning glory does. It's like a big, robust plant with a thick stem like a pokeweed has. And um, it's got like toothed leaves and the seed pod that's green and it usually has spines or thorns on it it looks like it's those prickly it's prickly and, and it looks wicked yeah looks like a wicked like morning glory yeah and it's got this so this prickly green oval seed pod thing then it cracks open it has four sections inside filled with black seeds so <clears throat> i know and it's creepy it's are you thinking about the insides <clears throat> filled with black seeds because yes, you don't like things no, with holes i, I know my skin i know we won't talk about I it have anymore that disorder so <laughs> whatever it is, so many holes. We went, we watched Multiple everything. <laughs> we watched everything everywhere all at once. And you got freaked out about all the googly eyes. The eyeballs. It was weird. Yeah. Just anyway. all in one place. Once they got scattered, it's fine. It's okay. It's all, just all together. All. It's like you can't look at those toads that like have the uh -uh. little toadlets and there are holes Stop. in the back. No. What? Face, what is this toad with even toadlets know. in its holes? I don't even know, but my face is like <laughs> crawling. You've seen it? The, 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 they give birth <gasps> to their children no, out of their back? No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's talk about this another time. 
My head is itching. I'm sure you're not alone. There's somebody driving around in their I'm car sorry, right now itching their head just this, like you. It, there's a word for it. I'll find oh, I know. It I know. Was it there was a like it's a, a T word. Was it American Horror Story that had like a mm-hmm. thumbnail at one point that was like driving mm-hmm. people fucking insane oh, because it was all about it. that? It was like the honeycomb. Uh, look. I can't. OK, onward. So. A bunch of cultures have used this deuterostromonium for medicinal and spiritual purposes. So I talked about it. Well, actually, I don't think I said it. But in episode 43, when I told the story of the dumb supper and we talked about how witches put oh, yeah. ointments on on uh, rods and stuff that it became up close and personal, got with their up rod. close and personal with their rods. Jimson weed was one of the plants that they used. Wow. So North American indigenous cultures, Algonquin, which is uh, part of Powhatan's tribe, and Cherokee used it in sacred ceremonies um, for mind-opening properties. It's In Haiti, they call it the zombie cucumber because it's used in voodoo ritual um, for zombification. And uh, it's used in shape-shifting, love potions, aphrodisiacs to, to see ghosts, puberty rituals. So... But it, you're making it sound all great. It sounds spectacular, but right? But let's let's go ahead and like yes. squash well, anybody. Yeah, because like people say, it was used this. to treat respiratory illnesses and epilepsy and pain, but it was also used as a poison mm-hmm. because any therapeutic or spiritual use had to be done by someone with a generational knowledge of the plant and its properties, because the medicinal dose is almost the exact same amount as the fatal dose. Right. So. Patrice is giving a disclaimer. Do not do this. Do not do this. Don't worry. (laughs) It is not cool. The PSA comes further Uh, down the line. Every part of this plant is toxic. The leaves, the flowers, everything, the seeds, everything is toxic. If you touch it and you have a cut, it will hurt you. Mm -hmm. And it grows happily along roadsides and railroad tracks and ornamental gardens all across the U.S. South and Southeast. And of course, because it has hallucinogenic properties and it's not illegal to harvest it or cultivate it and it grows wild, a lot of people use it recreationally and they should not do that. Mm -hmm. I could tell you dozens of stories of people experiencing debilitating (laughs) delirium trips from Jimson Weed. And that was the first version of Mm -hmm. the story that I told in which Patrice and Courtney both got into a deep funk (laughs) halfway through because they were like, we can't take... And just stared at her. We Mm -hmm. can't take these horrible stories of people's terrible trips. It was really bad. Like, P.S. whatever. (laughs) PTSD. PTSD. And, you know, I hadn't had the same experience because I, you know, I didn't hang out with anybody who did like mind-bending drugs and I had never done mind-bending drugs very much and so I was like I didn't have any of these experiences so I didn't have PTSD. It was like that times a thousand like seeing somebody on a bad trip but right. like way further. Yeah, way yeah. Further. so I was like I finished that first attempt at this story like feeling like I had bludgeoned these guys. She was like I'm so sorry. I felt really bad but um, so I'm not going down that road again just so you, just so you know so like at first it kind of seems like if you just listen to the Jimson read the Jamestown story it kind of sounds like it would just be a funny high you know right. don't if you ignore the pack the fact that these guys were in the state for 11 days 11 days ma'am and were locked up so that they wouldn't hurt anyone mm. um, but um, people Mm-mm. you know there are some anecdotes like people report trying to skydive on their living room floor or hopping in bed with their best friend's grandma or cussing at imaginary <laughs> oh trains, putting your shoes in the microwave to turn them into pop tarts there's all this like <laughs> these are like the funny things that might happen the one that and, tried to drive he got dr- got outside and oh that one was crazy yeah but yeah. and then and that's when it gets it yeah it always almost without exception these stories get what? really really yeah. awful 
awful. And yeah, some like, people, people are going to use them killed. like they're using shrooms <laughs> because they think that it's a psychedelic, but it's a deliriant. It's not a psychedelic. It's more in a lot of like the guy trying to eat somebody's face. Exactly. Yes. That's yeah. it's yeah, it's the, completely the different because like delirium's like. You think of psychedelics as kind of like pleasant, you know, it's like it's like you want to lay in a field and look at the sky for 24 hours. But deliriums are deranged and they Mm -hmm. they and they leave you frenzied and just derailed. So people would like cower in their bed for days because they couldn't escape the sound and feeling of helicopter blades right above their heads. Uh. There was the guy. I think this is the one you're talking about, the guy who poured gasoline on his parents car and tried to light it on fire to get rid of the demons that went inside. And then there was like people who had debilitating yes. light sensitivity, a way worse dry mouth than you get from other things. Oh, that was a common thing. The dry, the mouth. dry mouth was the most common thing. Like people talked about like their their hallucinations would always have them smoking cigarettes. And it was because their mouth and their throats were so dry. But they weren't actually smoking. But they weren't actually well, smoking. might have been, but. The, the, the story is like, if if this. <laughs> If this doesn't kill you, it'll make you miserable and it could very easily kill you. It's got atropine in it. It affects almost every single body system and it can cause coma and death by respiratory paralysis. So respiratory paralysis, you just don't breathe anymore. You just just your body just shuts off and you stop. So learn from the people of Jamestown. (laughs) Don't eat people and don't use Jimson wheat. If you hear this message, we may have circumvented the curse. Oh, so we made it. We'll cross our fingers and see what we can message. do. Don't eat people. Don't, <laughs> don't eat people weed. and don't take Jimson weed and definitely don't do both together. Oh, man. Right. Oh, all right. We'll see we how we it. do. We So far, I'm like knocking on wood. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh, what happens if it works? <laughs> <laughs>